God often reveals his truth to us, whether it is about himself, us, or the relationships therein through the natural world. This is revealed to us by Paul in Romans 1, 19-20, which says, For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. This is also true for man-made things such as film, and I would like to show how he does just that in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Welcome to episode 5 of Oh How Marvelous, and today we will be talking about the 2008 film The Incredible Hulk. So this movie came out in 2008, as I just said, um, which was the same year that Iron Man came out. And I had just finished elementary school, so I was getting ready to go into middle school. I had not quite gained an interest in the MCU yet. Again, the only other MCU movie that was out already was Iron Man. And all that being said, I didn't really have a theater experience, I don't think. I don't think I ever saw it in theaters. Um, I don't even remember the first time I saw this movie. But I remember not being very impressed. Um, overall with the film. It is my least favorite of the MCU films altogether. In fact, I don't even remember realizing that this was an MCU film until I had seen it several times. And then when someone told me, or I learned through the internet or something, I was trying to look up in what order to watch the MCU or whatever, maybe, and I saw that The Incredible Hulk was on there. And I was like, wait a second, what? Uh, that doesn't make sense. And then I watched the movie again, and I was like, oh wait, it references S.H.I.E.L.D. It has General Ross. Which basically is the only continuous thing from this movie into the rest of the MCU. And so the fact that I didn't even know that it was an MCU movie at first um, showed how bad it was compared to the rest of the MCU. Again, I had it ranked at the bottom of my MCU list. And so with that being said, I might as well continue on to my dislikes of the film overall. So the first one is that the Hulk himself didn't even look like Edward Norton. He had like the face of a, you know, this guy who they took the CGI off of was buff. And also his pecs were weird because his skin was super stretched and such. And I didn't like that, but they really did well with Mark Ruffalo's Hulk in that manner. Um, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk definitely looks like a Mark Ruffalo version of Hulk. Also, my other dislike is that the movie in general just seemed to lack substance. Because I feel like a lot of that had to do with all the characters seemed so static to me. Except for maybe Samuel Stern. So, I just don't think the movie had much substance to it. It could definitely have had much more substance to it. If they remade it today, I think they'd do a really good job with it. It could end up being the Hulk movie that all Hulk fans would love to go see. Now, all this said, there are some things that I did like about the film. The first thing I liked, which I think was due in grand part to the writers of WandaVision... Um, because WandaVision happened after this, of course. At the end of the film, when Bruce is in that cabin in Canada, and he's learning to control 
um, his Hulk rage. Uh, it looks a lot like the end of WandaVision in that credit scene where you see these two different versions of Wanda as she's holding the Darkhold and she it looks like she's trying to find her kids. Um, so I just love the parallel there. The second thing I liked about this film is that it showed why Black Widow's lullaby on the Hulk worked to bring him back to Banner. And I think the cave scene in this movie here is what Joss Whedon was trying to go off of to allow for Black Widow to bring Banner back out of the Hulk in Age of Ultron. Because um, if you notice in the cave scene in this movie, Betty Ross um, is able to calm the Hulk down and to where he's able to just fall asleep in the cave in the rain. I guess the seeing the Black Widow for him would remind him of Betty and that would just calm him down. And the last thing of note that I really liked about this film was the character of Dr. Samuel Stern, who in the comics ends up becoming the leader. And we kind of see that foreshadowed in this film with those couple of drops of blood that enter into his bloodstream as it hits his wound um, after the incident with the abomination in his lab. So honestly, I can't really wait to see the leader come back into the MCU. I don't see that coming anytime soon, but with the whole multiversal thing coming, uh, you never know. So, I mean, apparently we got Sir Patrick Stewart in Multiverse of Madness, which is conjecture still, even though that voice in the trailer for Multiverse of Madness definitely sounded like Patrick Stewart. Now, all that being said, let us move on to my favorites. First of all, my favorite character was Dr. Samuel Stern. He, as I've said before, seemed to be the least static character within this whole film. Um, honestly, next to Betty Ross. But even Banner felt kind of static to me. Um, sure, he kind of changed at the end about how he viewed the Hulk. But sure, felt pretty static to me still. But Dr. Stern had quite a personality. I loved that he was very jubilant and excited about all these scientific breakthroughs he was having. And in general, he was being more expressive of his emotions anyway. And that's why Dr. Samuel Stern was my favorite character for this movie. My favorite scene, I mentioned it before, was the rainy cave scene where... Betty Ross calms the Hulk down. Um, I liked it for the aforementioned reasons, but also, if you think about it, really, Hulk's getting angry at the lightning and the thunder. Um, and it's kind of ironic given that he becomes best friends, in a way, with the god of thunder in Ragnarok. Plus, this scene kind of proved Betty's point that she made later on in the film to Bruce, that there's still some of Bruce within the Hulk, and conversely, there's still some of Hulk within Bruce. Now my favorite quote comes from Dr. Samuel Stern. Um, it's when he says to Bruce, I hate the government too, but I think you're being a little bit paranoid. At which point he proceeds to get shot by the government. And so I love the irony there. As for the Stan Lee cameo, I gave it a 3.5 out of 10. It wasn't bad, actually. Um, it was still below average for 
Stanley cameo. I did enjoy the fact that he was the one who ended up with the drink that had Banner's blood in it. Um, but it still could have been better. Um, I did enjoy the cameo overall, though. Yeah, so overall for the movie, for me, I feel like it's one of those movies that's an acquired taste. At first it seems bland, but then you kind of pick up on some details maybe later on that allow you to appreciate it a little bit more. But overall still, it's kind of, eh, whatever. It's still at the bottom of my MCU ranking. So now we'll move on to the devotional piece. It reads, In The Incredible Hulk, Dr. Bruce Banner is at odds with General Ross. Banner possesses the ability to turn into a raging green monster when he becomes incredibly angry. Ross wants to make this ability into a biological weapon, and Banner knows very well that that is a horrible idea, so he is constantly on the run from Ross. In his attempt to catch Banner, Ross brings in a guy named Blonsky to help him get the job done. Blonsky is given a small dose of a serum similar to that which is in Banner's blood, Something Ross was unaware of was the fact that this small dose was enough to make Blonsky want more to become like the Hulk, the raging green monster. So Blonsky became power-hungry leading up to a fight between him as a similar creature to the Hulk known as the Abomination and the Hulk himself. The difference between Blonsky and Banner was how they decided to deal with their anger. Banner chose to find ways to suppress and control it, building his patience in the process while Blonsky decided to use his anger as a driving force to catch Banner. This anger ate at him and eventually gained control of him. It was this anger that leads to the final fight scene all over Harlem, resulting in Hulk's defeat of the Abomination. James 1, 19-20, ESV says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. When we are quick to act on our anger, we tend to make decisions that we regret shortly after the deed of our anger is done because of the great damage it has caused, whether physical, emotional, or otherwise. However, when we are slow to anger, we are made to reflect on what has caused us to be angry and reasonably decide how to cope with the source of it and the anger itself. Because Banner chose to control his anger, he prevented a lot of damage to be done to others. Because Blonsky was quick to act on his anger, Harlem was halfway destroyed with many innocent lives lost. What are you angry at? Take some time to breathe and relax. What are you going to do about the source of your anger? How can you cope with the anger itself? Will you choose to let your anger make you act on impulse, ensuring damage to be done? Or will you choose to be slow to anger and deal with it in a logical and loving way that reflects the heart of God? So think back to a time where you acted out on your anger, and then sometime after that you regret everything that you said or done because of that anger. I know I can think of times like that, and as James said, as was written in the devotional, the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. For when we are quick to act on our anger, again, we tend to do and or say things that we will definitely regret, and they don't necessarily reflect who we are or how we feel about a situation. It's just the height of our emotions taking control of us. And that's why it's important that when we do have these episodes, that when we come to our senses, that we apologize to those we lashed out on, 
um, even if it means apologizing to yourself. And certainly seek God's forgiveness, because he will give it to you no matter what. He is a gracious and loving God. Again, grace is getting what we do not deserve. So God gives us that forgiveness even when we don't deserve it. Now, all this is not to say that God didn't give us anger because it's sinful. That would be contrary to who God is. He wouldn't give us something bad. That is to say that our anger should be kept in check. Ephesians 4.26 tells us, Be angry, yet do not sin. So God can use that anger for righteousness' sake, even though the James passage said that the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. The anger of God produces godly righteousness, um, and we can have that in us because we have the Holy Spirit in us as believers. We are God's image bearers, all of us. And godly righteous anger can be used fruitfully and well to correct others, to bring them back onto the right path. And that is not to say that we should have vengeance on others. Paul references an Old Testament passage in saying, When God says, Vengeance is mine, declares the Lord, let it be mine. We should allow God to have the vengeance, and he will produce a just vengeance. When we have vengeance, it's bound to be unjust somewhere along the line. And that's why that we allow the one who knows all things, God alone, to produce that vengeance and justice. And so there's some other biblical themes that I found in my rewatch of this film recently. Um, most of them have to do with the character of Bruce Banner slash the Hulk himself. So I'd like to get into those specifically deeper in my Bruce Banner slash Hulk character study there. One of those kind of parallels into the fact that the Holy Spirit lives within us, and that is there being the Hulk within Banner. The next one that I'll dive deeper into within the Banner-Hulk character study will be the idea of fleeing from evil, kind of like how David ran from Absalom, because Absalom really wanted the throne of Israel. Um, but we'll get into that in the character study. And the last thing from this film that I want to cover for the character study is this idea of flesh versus spirit coming from Galatians 5. Uh, it's like paralleling to Hulk versus Banner. It's kind of like a yin-yang type of thing. There's good within the bad. There's bad within the good. And then it also alludes to the scripture, Peace in Romans, where Paul asks, why do I do the things I don't want to do? Or why do I not do the things that I want to do? Kind of the flesh versus the spirit battle. And so now there are two things that I do want to cover from this episode in depth as much as I can. Uh, the one theme is sin finding you out. As the book of Numbers tells us, it kind of parallels to General Ross and how, if you remember in the film, Betty, his daughter, talks about him trying to hunt down Banner just to cover up for his own failures. And how often do we try to cover up our own sins? And how often does that fail and backlash on us? Uh, that's not good. We've got to repent to God for those. Repent to those who we had wronged with those sins even if it means repenting to ourselves. 
because so often it is hard for us to even forgive our own selves. Especially when we hurt others in ways that we never even thought we would, and especially in ways that we never intended to. So this last theme that I want to talk about surrounds Blonsky, and how he wanted to be the Hulk. He wanted to be another Hulk. So the problem is within Blonsky there, that he wanted to be someone else. He wanted to be the Hulk. But what's ironic about that whole situation is that General Ross was trying to revive the Super Soldier program, the same program that made Steve Rogers into Captain America. And so the irony therein is that he wanted another Captain America. So technically, in a way, Banner wanted to be Captain America. He became the Hulk. Now Blonsky saw the Hulk and wanted to become him and became even something worse. The thing about this super soldier serum is every time it's tried, it gets worse. And that is partially why Dr. Erskine saw how dangerous this stuff was in the first place. And all this kind of parallels to real life, right? Because we see the things that other people have when we want something like it or we want that thing. And the pursuit for that doesn't produce good fruit within us. And on the same line, maybe we want to be somebody else. Maybe we see some celebrity or some athlete and we want to be them. But God didn't make us to be them. He made us to be us. He wanted us to have our own identity that was founded in him. God made us each to be unique individuals suited to his purposes for our lives. Some of us are meant to be athletes. Some of us are meant to be musicians. Some of us, he gave us talents in both arenas. But we should not seek to be a certain person because God made us with unique abilities. And that is a journey to find out what God has purposed us for. So don't try to be other people. Just be who God made you to be. And don't try to be your own image for yourself either. Because that pursuit will end in the same way that it did for Blonsky. It's not going to be good for you, and it's certainly not going to be good for those around you. And so that is it for the Incredible Hulk. I hope you enjoyed listening. If you would like to join the Discord, feel free to hit me up at mcudevos at gmail.com so that I might be able to send you the invite link. I am currently not on Discord right now as I am breaking from that for Lent, including Sundays, because... I believe that breaking from Sundays is kind of a cheat, honestly. Um, so if you still want to send me um, that request via email, that is perfectly fine. I will get to it at the end of Lent, and I cannot wait to see you on the Discord. It's going to be great. So I think that does it for today. Um, God bless you. Have a great week, evening, month, whatever. We'll see you next time when we cover the movie Thor on Oh How Marvelous.